Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net. We're on the Nothing But Net channel every single weekday at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Over 11,000 subscribers. There are plenty of new streaming shows on all the teams. And, of course, FiveReasonsSports.com with the latest takeaways after every heat game at the buzzer from our guy, Brady Hawk. Also want to tell you about another great local sponsor of the five reasons sports network. I can speak to this one personally because that's absolutely kicked my behind the other day. And now I've decided that I'm going to do an entire month of this and kind of see how it goes. It's F45 over in Cooper city. This is a training facility that specializes in 45 minute fun and innovative high intensity interval training programs. They do it personal training in a group environment. It's not a regular gym. I can tell you that. I walked in there. It's a community. Everybody knows each other. They are safe, by the way, COVID safe. They got everything separated, but they will keep you engaged and motivated. The workouts burn up to 500 calories per session and help you drop that quarantine 15. It's month to month. Like I said, I'm going to start with a month. No contract memberships are available for as low as eight bucks a session. Try getting that from another trainer. They got discounts for trainers, excuse me, for teachers, nurses, military, and first responders. Here's the best part. Mention five reasons. You can try them out free for seven days. So what do you have to lose? Make sure that you check them out on Twitter, F45, Cooper City, FL. The phone number is 954-745-4517. That's 954-745-4517. Or go to www.f45training.com backslash Cooper City. It's right there on Sterling Road, not that far from the Hard Rock. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Uh, I am not accompanied by Ethan Skolnick uh, today, but I do have... Uh, our trusty co-host and producer, Alex Toledo. Uh, you know him as at Tropical Blanket on Twitter. Uh, we are going to um, we're going to do a couple different things. So tonight's floor plan, we are going to discuss two prospects that are um, becoming more and more polarizing amongst heat, amongst heat fans, I would say, and that's Casey Akpala and Precious Achua. Um, I think that. Um, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different angles we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, regarding those two guys, particularly because uh, one guy's been getting minutes and the other one has not. But before the, but before we do any of that, let's go to guts check. I think everybody needs to get a grip. You got to stay together if you got the guts, and you don't find the first door and run out of it. There are no obstacles. There's no obstacles. All there are are accusations and opinions. We have done this since 1995. We'll find out what we're made of here. If you got the guts. guts, 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 guts. This is Guts Check with Greg Sylvander. Okay, 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 okay. So, you didn't you guys didn't actually think that I wasn't going to remind you, right? that like when we were the 13th seed and everyone was freaking out 
and we were questioning everything in the blueprint and is bam good enough and did we max him and and do we have options and is this team good enough could you believe that riley brought back the same guys you know there's still a lot of question marks but i would just um i would ask everybody for a little bit of perspective like let's think back through that look where they are now um i think it's a great example to us to that uh to kind of trust that this team knows what it has, knows its identity, and will get to it provided that its players are available. So this is my um, shout out to all of Heat Nation, all of Heat Twitter, to let's approach the rest of this season, this playoff run with a little bit of perspective. Let's not fly off the deep end. Is that too much to ask? Probably so. But all I've got to say is, is that over and over again, this team shows the resolve to come back Every time they've been in um, a precarious situation that looks like they're on the ropes, they respond and they turn it around. And I think that we need to give them the benefit of the doubt going forward rather than being, as Shaquille O'Neal once famously called Stan Van Gundy, masters of panic every time they go on a losing streak. So let's wait for Bam, Gorn, and Jimmy to get back on the court together and then uh, maybe tinker with the roster a little bit in the next two and a half weeks and let's see how it goes. But anyway, um, have the guts to not be so fearful of these other Eastern Conference teams. Alex, am I right? Like, are we are we scared of anybody in the East? Look, man, that's the one thing I've been going back to every time about this team related to the Eastern Conference, man. I, I love what you're saying here, because like how many of these teams are we really scared of, man? I was I've been saying that the whole season and then. I got one team. I got one team that comes to mind that scares me. The rest of them do not scare me. I'm not afraid of the Boston Celtics whatsoever. Not afraid of the Toronto Raptors. Not afraid of the Philadelphia 76ers. Not nope. afraid of the Milwaukee Bucks. Nope. Now, look, there's different degrees there, right? Like, I, I oh, would yeah. rather play the Celtics or the Raptors than I would rather play the Bucks, for example. Like, Go ahead and give and give me the Bucks. If I'm if I'm the Heat, like I'm not even yeah. thinking twice about that. I think like that's a team that even before the Sixers, they only won that one game last season because of Chris Middleton going off. And obviously sure. they don't have the same team anymore. But like, come on, after doing that in the second round, where like you essentially got swept by the five seed, like you got to prove it to me. You got to prove it to me. Philly, like, I'm, I still don't buy anybody outside of Embiid dominating in the playoffs. Like, go ahead and show me when Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons have been that nice in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not scared of anybody outside of Brooklyn, man. No, and that's it. Like, they got the elite talent. They will outclass you. And we know what that feels like. So, like, Heat fans can't act brand new if all of a sudden Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden beat you in a seven-game series and you get outclassed. And I think that we should um, also ident identify and acknowledge that um, some of the fringe signings that we've talked about, the P.J. Tuckers of the world, don't expect a P.J. Tucker to come in and stop Kevin Durant. So, like, that, that that's going to be an ongoing issue that shall not be solved. But they already have the, the guys to do that, though. That's the thing. That, by the Correct. way, this goes right back into what we're talking about because I think people don't understand sometimes, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, talk – talk to anybody like I'm educating people I'm definitely not but I'm just trying to reiterate how special it is what they have with their the specific types of talents they got as their two best players with Jimmy and Bam those two guys are guys who can pretty much take anybody out any matchup like you can 
you know what I'm saying? Like you can throw them on all different types of guys. You can deploy all different types of schemes and having that type of defensive versatility is what takes you to the finals. And I think is, is probably maybe the biggest reason they got there last year outside of, I don't know, Jimmy Butler. I, I just think like, this is a very unique one-two punch to have because of the defensive versatility and it's something that maybe we don't talk about enough. And I think that's why we, we want to add some rotational depth, just more guys that you feel good about relying on because you want to, you know, take some of the, you, you want to take some of the, the usage off of Jimmy and Bam, but those are your two guys right there. Like I, I think people are waiting for Bam to turn into this high level score, but what he does for you on defense and having those two types of guys as your best two players, not many other teams can say that. No, and that's true. And like, you know what? Like they're getting back to that defensive identity. Last 15 games, they've been the best defensive team in basketball. And some of that's been and fifth in the best for defender. the season now. Bam out of bio. You know what I mean? Um, what was that you said? Fifth on the season now. Fifth even, on the season. Even without the fifth in defensive rating for the season, even without the filter of, you know, like since Jimmy came back. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that they had climbed up that much. So look at that. I mean, like, that's something we would have never predicted going into this season. Oh, the offensive rating is still 25th for the season. That, that's oh, a right. problem. But yeah. Um, and you know what? Like, there's a part of that to me that actually is encouraged by it because I feel like Jimmy can take over playoff series. And if the defensive stuff is there, that's stuff you can rely upon and it translates where some of the offense stuff, it, it can be make or miss. And I'm going to rely on Jimmy to make it. But um, we're going to go to break because uh, we got a lot more to unpack as it relates to some of the more um, question mark ridden prospects that uh, are on the Miami Heat roster. So um, uh, let's hear from a, a word from one of our sponsors and uh, we'll be back in a moment. We'll get back to the episode here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about Prize Picks. You've heard about it for a while from us, but we've got so many people playing now. So find out why. PrizePicks.com. Use the code five. That's F I V E. Again, that's the code five with PrizePicks.com. This is the daily fantasy game where you can play not only fantasy scores going over or under, pairing different players together, going all in or hedging a little bit. They got a bunch of different ways that, that you can play. But additionally, they got the single stat category. So Busevich the other night didn't help me out. I went over 11 rebounds. He ended up with 10, 38 points. I didn't go for the, the points. I went for the rebounds, but Jimmy Butler, I went over 25 point, 24.5 points. And of course, Jimmy went over again. So make sure you check it out. Jimmy's on a run, by the way, statistically. I know that you know that, but check him out at prizepicks.com. Use the code five. Also follow our guy at Taco Bout Sports. That's T-A-C-O. B-O-U-T sports because he's been on a roll lately. He's kind of taken the lead for us on this prize picks thing. So go to prizepicks.com, use the code five, and you'll get a bonus. Now back to the episode. Okay, Greg Sylvander back. I'm here with Alex Toledo. You can follow him on Twitter at Tropical Blanket. I'm at Greg Sylvander. Ethan Skolnick is nowhere to be found. Um, we are going to pivot from the first half of this episode where I kind of ranted about why nobody should get off the heat bandwagon and we should give the team the benefit of the doubt because obviously they figure this, this stuff out um, a lot quicker and a lot faster and with a lot less panic than we do as fans, but I guess that's to be expected. So the second part of this episode, we kind of wanted to talk about the viability of two prospects on the roster, two um, highly touted um, Really, uh, as a hope traffic extraordinaire, two players that I have hope traffic to some degree, uh, and that's Casey Akpala and that's Precious Achua. Um, and for me, 
E- Ethan was in the chat and I think he was trying to pit us against each other and he was unsuccessful with that. So we're just going to dead that right here. Uh, I'm a fan always of Precious, trying to start something, man. Right. He, he wanted us to each pick a side and go at it, but we're not going to do it. This that is way. a first take. I thought Ethan didn't like first take. Right? He's whole... trying to turn it into that. That's very man. interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. I see where you're going with this and that's where you, where you want these downloads. We're not going to argue and scream at each other, but I've, I personally, have been out on KZ recently. The last game was the best game I've seen from him. Uh, the fact that he did that like in and out dribble move towards the basket and then like went up under the rim and finished, like that's the kind of stuff that's been missing for me personally that's made me say, oh, okay, like this is what it looks like when it starts to come together. I feel like that kind of play is what has been missing. Precious has had more of those moments to me. I know right now he's kind of on the bench. I have some theories that are probably going to label me a conspiracy theorist about that. We'll unpack in a moment. But Alex, where do you stand on this whole Precious uh, uh, and KZ as prospects? Who do you like better? And just kind of, you know, like, what are your thoughts? So, I've said for the most part of the season, uh, you know, that I've been a precious over KZ guy, but I, you know, put more thought into it. And I just really want to sum up how I feel about it. I think in a vacuum, I'm taking precious over KZ as a prospect. I already see the role for him. I I think Spo does too. And I think maybe years from now, he'll grow outside of just being a pick and roll big. But I think having a, a, you know, a guy who fills that role well, and with the athletic tools that he has, I, I really think, I mean, I'm again, I'm no basketball scout, but I just watched that guy run and jump and think he's it's like his body type. He's going to be really wide when he grows into his body. I think, again, I, I'm not qualified to say these things. And so I just get excited about the type of, I think, impact big he can be when he grows into his body because the role is there for him where he doesn't have to do much outside of, you know, rolling to the rim, screening, of course, and playing great defense and being able to, guard multiple guys which he's already doing pretty well he has lapses here and there but I just really like what I see from Precious and the role is already there so it makes me feel more comfortable about you know uh, him being a a playable player in this league now the thing with KZ is I liked him coming out of Stanford Um, I like that they uh, chose him in the second round that they went with a type of guy like that who you can kind of build out where where Hero was looked at as the 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 win now move almost because they knew that he could come right out and be a shooter for the team. And KZ is the type of lengthy wing who I think a lot of teams would like to have. Like, and I think who we look at as a type of guy in theory who would fit next to Bam long-term. And so that's the, the, the thing about KZ is that if he were to like fill into the theory of KZ Akpala quicker than, than, than later, he would be the fit next to Bam. Right. Or at least not. Right the long-term starter, but you would just feel better about playing him 15, 20 minutes a game as a four in general next to Bam. Oh, yeah. And so that's that's the thing. I, I think, like, we haven't seen nearly enough of that at all. Like, the defensive tools are there, athletic tools are there, and, and it's, it's about his confidence, about how to actually get to those shots that he's good at. And I think with more playing time, he'll get to it. But Precious has definitely shown more of what I think he's going to grow into than KZ has. Listen, I've been I've been particularly down on KZ. Uh, I'm surprised there's not a a, a louder legion of KZ Akpala stands that have came after me, similar to the Hassan Whiteside stands that are out there. That you know the the cat the straight poverty types, um, like that potentially uh, you know like just cape for a guy and they come after you. And I've been pretty hard on KZ 
But I'll say this for his skill set. I think that if he is given, it appears to me is that it's so confidence driven is that he needs reps. He needs a lot of reps. And that's the kind of stuff where he's going to build the kind of confidence that will translate game over game. And that if he goes long stints without playing, it's not good for him because he's a player that needs to build upon what he's doing well. And right now is a crucial point for me, for him. I think in terms of him uh, proving that he can be a contributor going forward, because otherwise I just can't shake the inevitable feeling that guys like Casey Akpala and Precious Achua are going to be, when the Heat look at the roster, they're going to say, Tyler Hero, I want to keep him around. Duncan Robinson, I'd rather keep him around. Kendrick Nunn, you know, might might even want to keep him around, potentially. But maybe it's Precious and maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's, uh, um, where did I go here? Um, KZ that that we (laughs) include in a package as a sweetener. Alex, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that... It is worth punting on both of their potential this uh, this trade deadline or even this offseason in order to accelerate the roster around Jimmy um, and Goran. Yeah, I'm definitely not against it at all. And I think that's kind of the natural end point of what we've been talking about. And especially with K Nunn playing the way he has, is where, where does that put Precious and KZ? I think it's a really good angle there because. Like, obviously, Kendrick Nunn is older than these guys, so it's almost hard to categorize them with Precious and KZ, who are so raw and so young. But it, it, it's it's a valid point because Kendrick Nunn has been a very good player, and ever since he's kind of turned back into this this guy, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't think he's going back down to where he was before, especially if he's just going to keep starting alongside these guys where he's re- he looks really, really comfortable playing off of Jimmy and Bam and what they do. And look like he's gotten his confidence back so it's tough to say trade him but I almost I I don't know like I think if you have to trade these guys you do it but it needs to be for the right package like I think a lot of these vets that we've talked about I don't know how much how many of these guys that we mentioned I would actually want to trade like I wouldn't I don't know I wouldn't for like for PJ Tucker for example for an older person like that I don't know if I want to trade some of these younger younger guys for somebody like him but if we're talking about I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Precious for Harrison Barnes or for Lamarcus Aldridge. For Harrison Barnes, who's what twenty nine or something like that, now and we're still talking. a very good player. I think I, you can talk me there. And I still do want these types of players. And I know you gotta get. You gotta give up something, but it's tough when you have a limited cupboard of young guys. And you know, I, I think guys who you could, you know, just from a transactional perspective, could probably flip down the line as they keep growing into their bodies. Because by the way, that's really important for KZ too. Because Clearly, like he he's slotted to play the fo- the the four and things like that. Like he's not even strong enough yet. Like I I like his his length and and his size, but the actual like he's not strong enough to play four consistently yet. And no. that's why like I, he I want to see some growth from him there. And again, just confidence to do stuff with the ball and just take threes in stride. Like you know, not to not hesitate so much and to just play the game. Yeah. Uh, Ethan always, and, and he's not one to be very patient with players. Actually. I think if we were to go back through the Rolodex of all his historical, uh, hot takes regarding young players, he's probably not the most patient guy with young players. He's been patient in in reminding me multiple times that Casey is yet to have a summer league. Is that correct? Um, true. 
So like, so that I think that that's a big deal. And I also think that the quick turnaround this off season, as much as people said that it could benefit a team like Miami who's very well conditioned. I think also the, the, the fact that they went so late in the season and also uh, just, you know, all the restrictions and things, it's just not the same. So he hasn't had the developmental time that I think uh, is probably owed to him and would have been uh, ideal. So we're going to close here. Um, Alex, uh, you, one thing, so five years from now, who's who's a better player, Casey Akpala or Precious Achua? Man, that is a tough one. You really threw that one on me last second, huh? Uh, if I had to go with one, oh man, this is really tough. Like you're really putting me like I'm I'm stumped. I'm gonna go with Precious. I'm gonna go with Precious. I think his athletic athletic tools, athletic abilities are insane. I already see the role for him, and uh, the more that he polishes up his game as he grows into his body, I think he's going to be an athletic freak who a lot of teams would love to have as their starting five because, again, with the point that we had at the beginning about defensive versatility, I think he's going to be a guy who you can deploy in a lot of different types of coverages. And I know he's kind of small. I know he's like a six nine center, but he plays big, man. He He really hustles out there. He hustles for rebounds. You know, again, he's not – polished as a rim protector yet he's not polished as an offensive player yet but I, I really like what I see from him and whether it's on the heat or not I think he's going to be somebody who could potentially start for a lot of teams for you know a long career and KZ could be a good player too for sure but I just the, the thing that puts me that sets him apart for me is just the athletic tools that KZ has some good ones for sure but precious to me as somebody who is completely unqualified to say this are special you always say that you you're more. I just gotta be upfront about it. I'm not trying credit. to. I'm not trying to. You know, act like I I know more than people, man. I'm just you know no. giving my opinion from what I see. Hey, listen, I asked you, so just take that as the out there. Um, <laughs> but yo, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm I uh, I think Precious will be a better prospect. I think the fact that it took you that long, like I, I watched you process that and think through <laughs> what you were gonna answer. That, that actually has me really wanting to reinvestigate KZ because like all the smart people that I respect like KZ Akpala's game, whether it's, um, I think Christian is a fan, you're a fan. And not, that these, not that these are the only guys that it's love Nikias is the guy that you Ni need to say. Nikias, of course. I mean, um, there, there's a few others that are really on his bandwagon. Um, so maybe I need to like uh, give him the benefit of the doubt a little it's bit more. It's more about the theory of Casey Akpala and like, yeah. oh, look, look at all these things that he could do in Stanford. Now imagine he could be a three and D guy with that, you know, that type of length and, and athleticism along with the, you know, those things that he did on offense with Stanford. I think that's kind of the theory. He just really has not put it together whatsoever. Yeah. And I think that's where it's tough because I don't know if you like, would you agree to say, in saying that he would be the, the better fit if you put it all together alongside Bam? I think so, just by... You just haven't seen it. By virtue of the fact that I think... Well, both players, um, like, they lend themselves to playing positionless basketball, but KZ does it in a different kind of way. Um, so I think that KZ would probably be the better fit to kind of... to. Um, to just be that rangy, switchy wing that can do lots of different stuff, but still play up and defend up. Um, so Casey's probably the better option if they can fit in an ideal world. Yeah, man. And that's kind of why I really hesitated there. I was going back and forth. I didn't know which one I was going to say, but 
Precious is a, is an athletic freak, man. I don't know if that's a bad thing to say. I, I, I don't know if, you, if we can still say freak, but uh, like he he's really fun to watch. Who's more likely to be on the team in the next two years? That's a question I got for you. If I had to guess, if I had to say one, I would say KZ because Precious is more valuable right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I feel like that they're going to get um, itchy in terms of like, upgrades and that precious is going to be one of those carrots that they can dangle and upgrade. And they're going to feel bad that they have to get rid of him. but he doesn't, although he's flashed many things, he hasn't flashed what hero and Dwayne and Quran and some of these other guys flash that say instant all-star. And maybe that'll prove very wrong oh, down right. the line, but we shall see. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I uh, know agent Skolnick, he'll be back directing traffic and uh, uh, we will have uh regularly scheduled programming, pre-games, post-games, all that fun stuff throughout the week. And uh, have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network.